You're listening to The Social Hub Podcast. This is episode number 44. You're listening to The Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. In this episode, I interview someone who is the first person to be featured on my podcast twice. One of my favorite people in business, all around good human and someone who I would call a friend, Sally Watson from Sally Watson Career Coach. Sally and I have worked together when Sally was building her first ever online program, teaching people to create their own resumes. And you can hear more about that in the episode labeled Bonus 2 because I did a wonderful Facebook group live with Sally when COVID-19 first hit, helping people to create and zhuzh up their resumes. And I repurposed that into a podcast episode. It was so popular and so much value at the time. But Sally is a career coach who is dedicated to empowering and ensuring you are equipped for your next career move. She does this with her team through resume services and through Sally's now vast array of amazing mentorship programs that she has for those wanting to level up their life with a career of their dreams. In this episode, we're going to be talking about LinkedIn. Sally loves LinkedIn and is finding that for her these days, she's getting more from this platform than from Instagram. So I loved exploring that with her and I can't wait for you to hear about her success over there on LinkedIn. Also, as a career coach, she knows firsthand the value of having a well-maintained LinkedIn profile and how some of those nuts and bolts of the LinkedIn profile can work for you and work to your advantage. So we're going to explore all that in this episode. But before we jump in, I want to let you know this episode is sponsored by my social media and digital membership, The Social Collective, the place where I help inspired entrepreneurs stop using sugar-coated strategy and start using a real strategy that actually works so they can build a thriving business and online presence through social media and digital products. This membership is a one-stop shop container for social media and digital marketing learning, coaching, and support. It gives you my social selling framework, ongoing coaching via email lessons, lives, and Zoom coaching calls, plus takes all the guesswork out of your creative styling too with social media templates, tools, style guides, trackers, content calendars, and more. This is not a post and ghost program. This is an ongoing coaching support community, which is the best online hangout around. You'll find all the details of how to get involved with this membership and all the links to connect with Sally Moore on the show notes page for today's episode over at all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash 44. And as usual, that's 44 spelt with letters, not numbers. Enjoy the episode. All right. Hey, Sal. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you. You're the first person I've actually had on the podcast twice. And at less than 50 episodes, I think that's pretty cool. And a testament, (laughs) obviously, to all of your knowledge that you um, have been able to share with the audience so far. And as I mentioned in the intro, um, we did a live in my Facebook group when COVID happened on how to create a resume that stands out and gets noticed. And that was a really popular episode. So everyone can head over to the link that I mentioned before and check Sally out on that one as well. But today we're here to talk about LinkedIn, which I know is another one of your passions that you uh, you spend time a lot of time on the platform yourself um, and yeah. you're, you know, really good at all the nuts and bolts and everything of LinkedIn and also (laughs) using the platform, but you also help your clients with it too. So it is something that you're living in all the time, not just as a business tool for yourself, but also for the people that you work with. Um, So really excited to delve into LinkedIn on this episode with you. So can you just share with everyone who hasn't met you before a little bit about you, your business and uh, yeah, what's happening with you? 
Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me and happy to be here again for a second time. Um, yeah, so I am a career clarity coach. Um, you know, I'm a professional coach and the people that I work with, um, I just love working with people to find clarity, get direction in their career and really find a job that they actually love. You know, my passion is about actually wanting to enjoy your job and look forward to Mondays and look forward to going to work every week, you know, whether that is going to be self-employed or working for someone else. Um, so that's what I work with people to really uncover, you know, what is that passion, what is that thing that they love and that they're good at doing. So I do run some online programs and, you know, part of my business, we do do resume writing for people and we do their LinkedIn profiles, but we also teach them to do those as well um, through the online program. So I've recently run a group coaching program that was all around job searching, you know, creating your personal brand, developing your elevator pitch, how to sell yourself. And there was two whole modules in there dedicated to LinkedIn. So one solely on optimizing your LinkedIn profile, which I think we're going to talk a bit more about today. And the other LinkedIn one was really about developing your um, networking strategy, you know, as a job searcher on LinkedIn. So I am on LinkedIn every day. Um, it is where I've definitely been spending a lot more of my time and, and hanging out. And um, I've actually been on LinkedIn using it since 2007 because my background is in recruitment. So I've worked in recruitment um, prior to doing the career coaching for 10 years. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of people find it interesting to even know that LinkedIn's been around since 2003, which is even before Facebook. Um, and yeah, I've been using it since 2007. So I am a bit of an old hat um, when it comes to comes I'm just to trying LinkedIn. To, like think about that timeline. Like that's before I even had Ella. So that's like that's 13 years you've been on this. Yeah. So it's been around a while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, traditionally it did start out as um, you know that professional networking platform and that platform for people to be you know, moving to online um, to be found rather than applying for jobs. So very much, you know, used in recruitment um, and a lot of companies being quite proactive to find talent um, via LinkedIn. But it's just, as we know, skyrocketed. It's probably been a slower burn than the likes of uh, Facebook and Instagram, but it's definitely not only about professional networking and um, job searching and personal branding. It's a lot more now with the whole um, everyone having so much success with business-to-business -business marketing as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, when in the other episode and the, the live that we did, we talked about, you know, obviously we were focused mainly on resumes because during COVID people were out of work and, um, you know, either looking for a stopgap job or maybe reevaluating everything. And it was really timely when we did that interview together. And, you know, obviously that's because, you know, like your profile has changed so much in the last 20 years. You know, your resume used to be the on-paper thing that you had and that was kind of it. But now when people go to research you, they're going to Google you and find a whole bunch of stuff about mm. you and your business. And most of the time it's your online profiles. And LinkedIn yeah. is one of the first ones that comes up. Yeah, I was going to say on. that. Um, yeah. LinkedIn is. And so you want it to be, you want your profile to be optimised and you want it to be looking good. And you can actually change your settings um, for how they are shown you know, in your public profile, which means how they're shown off the platform, which is when you're found in Google searches. But a lot of recruiters, it's an old recruiter trick of using Google to find people through LinkedIn, because when you're searching in LinkedIn, you'll only be able to find people that are within your, um, you know, within your connections. So was yeah. obviously, you know, you You've got, if you're connected to someone, then you've got access to their connections, which is their second connections, and then you can get access to theirs, which is your third connections. So that's who you can find within your search capability. But if you go into Google and try, and if you're trying to find someone on LinkedIn, um, you know, if I wasn't connected to you and I was trying to find someone like you, Stace, I could, I could type your name into Google and just type LinkedIn Stacey or LinkedIn social media manager and that will bring up a whole list of people of LinkedIn right. social media managers, Gold Coast. So that search capability through Google is, is quite a good tip there if you can't find what you want searching directly in LinkedIn. Yeah, so that's interesting because it's not like Facebook where you can just type in someone's name and everyone with that name comes up. You've got to have that second or first, second or yeah. third connection to them to be able to find them on the app. But if yes. you Google them, obviously, then 
that's how you're able to you can find them yeah Yeah. unless you know which company they're working at because then you can search the company and then look through company employees that way as well yeah but yeah LinkedIn obviously from um you know people are looking at you you know they want to know more about you before they before they kind of jump into bed and do business with you and oh absolutely like we were talking about before it's not necessarily just the people who you're wanting to buy from you or potential clients it's other people that you might be engaging as well like you were saying like your graphic designer or you know other professionals you kind of want to go and have check them out a little bit yeah and I think I said this too to you as well before chatting like absolutely whenever I've had to purchase any services through um through my business since starting my business I'll always jump on LinkedIn and just check out their background and um get a feel for you know their credibility and and um how much they know their craft or whatever it is just get a feel for them so it's it's really important to know that people will be looking you know possibly looking you up on LinkedIn and and checking out your background and um credentials yeah for sure And um, so that, I guess that research capability is really important of having your profile well optimised and being, at least being visible on the platform so people can find you and do a little bit of stalking if they need to know more about you, if they, um, you know, particularly people, I think, you know, everyone has a platform they favour, right? Like I love Facebook and Instagram. I definitely would say Instagram would be my favourite out of the two, Um, just slightly, but it is definitely my favourite. But I know that the people that love LinkedIn, like you do, and Jen, who I interviewed before about LinkedIn, like the people that love LinkedIn, it's, they love it and they will spend time on there. So if your audience is that B2B person, um, it's, or you're looking at engaging B2B people in some way, even if it's as a third party, like maybe you might want to be a speaker or something in some way, Having yeah. that profile there active in some fashion is really crucial. Yeah, yeah. And I think the key, what you said there, is active. You know, there's no point just having a dormant profile because, you know, the algorithm is going to pick up if you're active or not. But um, whilst we're talking about searching, that, you know, that was typically the traditional searching in the search box and and with the advanced search methods but you can still be found by interacting and commenting um, and engaging with content and that's one of the most common ways to be found rather than just you know I even tell this to um, the professionals that I'm working with that are looking for a a new career that it's not just about having an optimized profile it's about being active and engaging with the content because your photo and your headline like that headline is one of the the most pivotal pieces of information on your profile because that's quite often is what's going to entice people to click on you or not because they'll see your comment and they see that photo of you and then they see that headline and that tells them a bit about who you are and what you do and if that piques their interest in that split second then they'll click straight onto your profile yeah but then when they get to your profile (laughs) yeah 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 so that kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about because I do want to talk to you about your experience on the platform and particularly that personal branding piece of Mm -hmm. LinkedIn which a lot of people I don't think um, give LinkedIn enough credit or value for building a personal brand on that platform because they just see it as like a b2b networking kind of notice board almost sort of thing but it's not Um, Mm -hmm. but I do want to cover off some of the the kind of nuts and bolts of LinkedIn with you because I know you're really good at that stuff. But just before I do, I just want to make sure that we've covered off, um, I guess, the importance of having that active and well-maintained profile is obviously people being able to find you um, yeah. and connect with you. Um, people researching you or stalking you is another, yeah. another big thing. Is there any other key um, reasons why that's important, do you believe? To have an optimised profile? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's developing your personal brand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, having you know having your profile optimized, you're more likely to get people to view your profile in the first place. Yeah. Um, so you're more likely to get connection requests, and you're more likely to get those private messages if your profile is optimized. Yeah. Cool. So let's get let's go into then some of the nuts and bolts of the LinkedIn profile. So yeah. What are some of the key aspects of the profile that you yeah. walk through someone to, to look at optimising and, and why? Yeah, yeah, okay. So I'll just clarify that we're talking about your personal profile here as well because, you know, this is, you know, one pivotal aspect of developing your personal brand and, and treating your personal LinkedIn profile like your own personal website, 
Um, so a lot of people that I work with, obviously, in the professional market, they sort of think, oh, is it just an online CV? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's your personal website. Um, but even if you're in business, you know, you can have your company page, but you're also going to have your personal page, which you're going to get, um, you know, more traction using that personal page than you will your company page. Because obviously the company pages are designed to put a bit of money and things behind them. Um, so if you're a small business starting out, I'd really focus on your personal profile, but still having a company profile, but knowing that that's going to be a bit more of a slower burn. But one of the main reasons you absolutely want to have your company profile is when you're optimising your personal profile, that's the way to get it to bring through your company logo in your experience section. Otherwise, it will just look like the default little grey picture and it won't show your company um, logo there. So you need to set up a company page in order to get that logo through onto your personal page, which is going to look a lot more professional yeah, for your business. Yeah. So it's almost like the exact opposite of Facebook, right? So on yeah. Facebook, you yeah. are, um, you, you know, you're not meant to do business on your personal profile on Facebook. You've got to have the business profile and be feeding all your business stuff through that. Whereas on LinkedIn, it's really your personal profile is where you want to be building that brand and that company profile is really there just to um, give some information that can pull through. Yeah. And obviously, as you said, it's a bit of a slower burn. Yeah. Which is very different to how Facebook works. So that's that's, yeah. a key, that's an interesting point to make to people is that it does work differently like that. Yeah. 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 And you can have a little bit more just sort of your service focus or your products, you know, on your company page. You know, like I know on Instagram and Facebook, you don't always want to be promoting your services and products, but your company page on LinkedIn is typically known for, for that's what it is. Whereas your personal page, you're not going to be always plugging um you know, your products and services there. Yeah. But did, did you want to kind of just do a bit of a top to tail through the LinkedIn profile? Yeah. Would that be beneficial? Yeah, let's do yeah. a real quick top to tail and just some key aspects that people can look at if they're like, you know, if people sitting there listening or they might be, you know, driving in the car at the moment and going, yep, I have not looked at my LinkedIn profile yeah. for a while. They can um, make a little a note of, or a list or a mental list to go back and look at these things. Yeah, awesome. So I think obviously, you know, having a banner image, that cover picture is absolutely essential. It's um, There's a LinkedIn statistic saying that, um, you know, people will like they have that first six to ten seconds of if they're going to stay on your profile or not. And having that banner in, image on there means they're more likely that they will stay longer on your profile whereas they click straight off just by not having that so that's obviously one of the first things they see once they get onto your profile and will um, engage and, and keep them on there and it, it shows that you're serious and um, you know you've made an effort there I think we all know you've got to have a headshot in there um, making sure that it's not too far away because yes once you click on someone's profile you can see the image but remembering when you're engaging with content on the platform and people might see you in the newsfeed, that headshot is going to be like a tiny little thumbnail. So you want to be able to see your face. So that's why it needs to be close up, centered headshot. Traditionally, it was very, you know, professional headshot, plain background and, you know, just quite, um, quite boring for lack of a better word, whereas people are starting to inject a little bit more personality into LinkedIn these days, which has been a nice change, um, yeah. I think, which is yeah, which definitely. is good because I know some people can have felt in the past that it's a bit of a boring platform, <laughs> but it's starting to get a little bit more more exciting because I think people are starting to feel a little, more, a little bit more free to be themselves over there. Yeah. Um, so then obviously your name, you can, you know, you do have, quite a few characters so you can have I've obviously just got Sally Watson but if you've got some qualifications like if you're a chartered accountant or something like that you could put yeah. in brackets like CA or whatever it is after your name so you've actually got a bit more space there if you wanted to add something but not to be confused and the next line under that is your headline so treating this as kind of like your brand tagline as well um, and knowing as I said this this tagline um, is just absolutely vital to capture people's attention so you've got 120 characters there and, and some people might even say a sentence or some people might have a couple of like different role, role titles that they use, like they choose kind of three different role titles that really describes who they are and what they do and they'll separate that with a vertical line. Um, so getting a little bit creative there and um, really explaining what you do or what problem you solve 
to give people an idea of what you do in that one in that one line. Yeah, I mean, if you compare it to like an Instagram bio, is only one hundred and fifty characters, so it's not mm. a lot. More, and it's that whole point of getting to the point quickly. So when someone lands on your profile, it's like, yes, this is exactly what you do. Yeah, yeah. And remembering that that's what they're going to see. One, if I was doing a search for people and I, um, you know, plugged in whatever I was looking for, marketing manager in Sydney or, or whatever, then that will bring up a list of people that fit my criteria that I'm searching on. And as all it will show is their um, headshot, their name and that tagline there. So when I'm going through that list of search results, that's all I'm getting. So that tagline is it's got to sort of sum everything up that you're wanting to communicate about yourself. Yeah. And again, when you're commenting on articles and things, and then on the mobile phone, on the mobile app, um, it will only show half of that um, tagline <laughs> because of space. So knowing that yeah. the first half again needs to be it's, more yeah, even vitally more. So what what's your what's your title on your profile as an example. So I change mine all the time, <laughs> which which is a good tip as well. Don't yeah. feel like it's a set and forget because it's definitely not. Um, so I've recently just changed mine to career clarity coach and then I've got the vertical line and then I've got EDIS practitioner because I've, I'm recently um, qualified in doing EDIS behavioural profiling. I've got workshop facilitator and job search strategy. Um, so I'm constantly, you know, I've just updated that recently because I've um, become qualified in the EDIS um, training and then because I was doing my 30-day program around um, self-discovery, you know, career clarity, I wanted to make sure that that's really standing clear in my profile. So adapting that all the time to, you know, and a little bit of testing as well, like seeing seeing what works, what you like. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, And that is a good point is, um, you know, those sort of things don't have to be static. I mean, like you can Mm. leave it the same if it's relevant, but if you've got you know, other things going on that it's that it's relevant to a specific offer or something that you're putting out there, then it's good to change them up from time to time as well. Yeah, yeah. and leaving up while I was launching my 30-day program that I'm in the, now in the middle of, then in the about section, I actually replaced a one-liner at the top because that's the first thing people will see, you know, that about section is, you know, you're about me, a bit about you. And when they first click on your profile, it'll only show the top three lines of that. So, again, that needs to entice them to want to then click that see more button. Mm. Um, So I've deleted that off now because I've launched the program and I'm in the middle of it. Um, But that about section, again, people are starting to be a little bit less boring on LinkedIn and starting to inject a little bit of personality into that section. So that's really, you know, thinking of your elevator pitch. Um, So explaining who you are, what you do, and what value you bring. You know, what what is your uniqueness? What is it that you offer? So always thinking of, you know, um, who your potential um, client is and how you help them, what the problem that you solve. Like whilst this is about you and it's your LinkedIn profile, people on there viewing your LinkedIn profile, they're going to be thinking about themselves. So how do you help them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's all about, you know, that what's in it, what that with them, what's in it for me. Yeah. They want to know what are you going to do for them. So, and that's an important, um, that's important messaging to master across all of your channels. You know, you need yeah. to be able to share, express that in your social media content. You need to be able to express that on your website content and same on your LinkedIn is, you know, what do you do, but how does it impact your audience? Yeah. How does it impact your client? What's the outcome for them? Because ultimately they're going to buy the outcome. Yeah. They're not going to buy the dot points on your resume necessarily. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. But knowing that the about section and that headline, they're all um, keyword optimized, which is really your your SEO, your um, search engine optimization. So there is a section at the bottom of your LinkedIn profile where you can actually add key skills. And for job seekers, you know, I'm always telling them, make sure you're updating those regularly and adding key skills in there but really um, the about section is highly optimized with you know you want to have those keywords in there so if you were wanting to be found by your your potential customer thinking what would they be looking for what would they be searching on and, and even writing a list of words down of what they could possibly be searching for on LinkedIn and then making sure all of those words are in your about section yeah yeah and I think, you know, um, like I'm just going through the process of getting some more like SEO stuff done for my own business and website. And I think 
one of the things with keywords is it's becoming important on all the platforms. Like on Instagram, when people search for something, they're putting in keywords, like they do it on Google, they do it in all the search functions and they do it on LinkedIn as well. So making sure you've got those keywords that people are searching for in that about section of your profile. And then that would obviously help that come up if they were searching on Google as well, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have um, like a free template that I'm happy to give to anyone if they're wanting a bit of a guide to follow for actually writing that about section. If that's something that doesn't come naturally to them to write about themselves, um, then, you know, I'm definitely happy to give that to any of your listeners that will kind of break down what to write in each paragraph and and giving us some ideas there for that about section. Yeah, cool. So obviously the the profile pic, the cover image, your title and the about, they're like the the five big parts, are they? Yeah, exactly. And then you've got your experience section. So in that about section, you can include links to your website as well. You can include up to three links. So definitely having that, your website or any projects you've worked on or if you're wanting to showcase any of your work. Um, So when you're on your own profile as well, I, I did want to mention there's your dashboard section. So that's where you can really keep an eye on how many profile views you're getting, how many post views you're getting and how many times you're coming up in searches. So that's really great. If you're just starting out on LinkedIn, um, you know, for a lot of my clients, I'll set them a challenge to be active, you know, every day for at least a week. And at the start of the week, you know, writing down what those stats are. And then once you've optimised your profile um, and start engaging and using the platform, seeing how they change. So just keeping an eye on those to see how much it is working for you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So then what, what is, what's, I guess, what's the difference? Cause you, we did kind of touch on that company profile, like, and let's just expand a little bit on the difference between the two and do you really need both? Yeah. So you do need both because if, if I didn't have a company page, if I'm now looking at my profile, getting down to my experience section where I'm saying career coach and then the company name, Sally Watson, if I didn't have a company page, that wouldn't show my logo there. So yeah. it, would, it wouldn't look very good. Like it wouldn't look very credible yeah, that I actually look like have. you were a fully-fledged business. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the only way to get that logo is for it to actually pull from a company page on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, but your yeah. LinkedIn company page, you know, that will just have like a small about section um, and it doesn't have the amount of detail and intricacies as your personal profile would. Yeah. But you yep. can link to your website on, on that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting, isn't it, because it's, like I said, it's the opposite on Facebook, mm. absolute mm. opposite. So it, it does work in a different way. But, you know, if, like we've said, if you're that, you serve that B2B or you want to work B2B at some point in time in your in your business, then um, it's important to know how this platform mm. works, yeah. And mind you, that's because I'm not on any paid version with the company page. Like if you look at some of the bigger companies and they pay LinkedIn um, for their company pages on there, they have a lot more, um, you know, intricacies on there and they'll have, you know, like um, their jobs and they've got their about section and they've got life at that company. Then they've got intel on, you know, all the people that are working at that company. If you're on the premium account, you then get um, premium insights onto that company. Um, which is quite interesting. So, you know, bearing in mind that a lot of the a lot of the big companies, you can get a lot of information yeah. from um, from following them and, and checking out their company pages. Yeah, cool. And you mentioned the experience. Is, did you say it was the experience yeah. section? So, um, for business owners particularly, and we talked about this when we did the other live and the podcast, is that um, sometimes business business owners don't give enough credit to what they've done before they've had a business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and for a lot of people, what you do as a business is actually a direct reflection of what you've done in a career for someone else for a very large part of your life. So it's important, I imagine, to, to be really clear on where you've worked and what you've done. Yeah, absolutely. Like for me, it's directly related. So my background is, you know, 10 years in recruitment and then I've moved into career coaching. So that's really relevant and, um, you know, I 
yeah, make sure that I've got that on there. But as I said, it's not like it's a direct replica of your CV. The key differences with your experience sections on your LinkedIn profile compared to your CV is it's just more of a paragraph. It's a high-level overview on LinkedIn rather than the detail or factual tone of voice that you would use in your resume. It's a lot more casual and it's just like that one paragraph, one or two paragraphs explaining what you did in that role. So if you were to imagine yourself meeting someone at an industry conference and they said, oh, what is it exactly that you do at the social hub space? And then you would give that brief overview in a paragraph verbally. So that's kind of what you'd put on your experience section. Yeah, yeah, cool. Awesome. So that's really good to cover off kind of, you know, a lot of that, I guess, you know, optimization aspect mm. of the profile um, because if someone's going to land on there you want it to be looking the part and have all those pieces you know put into place for sure yeah there's a couple of more pieces as well oh there's more yes okay we like more go go but wait there's more wait there's more <laughs> so under your experience section you've obviously got education that's self Planetary. You've then got skills and endorsements, um, which are broken into a couple of different categories. The algorithm will automatically put them into the categories. So it's industry knowledge, interpersonal skills, other skills, and you can have loads in there. Like there used to be a limit of 32 and then it was 50 something. And I don't even know what it is now, but it seems to be, you can, you can add a lot of skills in there. And then people can endorse you for those skills. So, for example, if I'm, you know, if I've said I've got a background in recruitment, if I've got recruitment as a skill on there and then if you've endorsed me for recruitment, Stace, that's not going to hold as much weighting in that endorsement as someone that I know that also has recruitment experience and if they also have that on their profile. So if you're getting people to endorse you for specific skills and if they've got that skill as well, that will hold a higher weighting um, for saying that you've got that skill. Yeah, that's interesting. And then underneath that, you've got recommendations, which, as I said, you know, thinking of this like your personal website, on your website, you're always going to have testimonials. So this is like your testimonial section. And you can act, it'll firstly show received and then there's actually a tab where you can, it will show who you've given recommendations to as well. Um, And then there's a little button that you can click ask for recommendations. So to optimise your profile, you at least want to have a minimum of three recommendations on there. And obviously if you can get more or you'll get more as as you keep going, but, um, you know, rule of thumb is always asking them first if they're happy to give you a recommendation. And then if they are going and clicking that button, ask for a recommendation because then that will ping them a private message saying can you write the recommendation and then once they've done it it'll come back to your private messages and you can check it and then if you're happy you then give it the okay to go live on your profile yeah okay cool so you can ask someone directly through linkedin yeah recommendation it comes back to you and then you approve it to go onto your profile yeah Yeah, so people can't just go straight on there and write one yeah they can they can they can do that too or you can ask for them ask for it that way yeah cool awesome and i think that's like you know, Facebook reviews are, are, are a big thing. Instagram doesn't have them, but um, Facebook reviews are definitely a big thing and obviously Google reviews. And I think it's just, again, it's building that credibility and that social proof with your audience on that platform that you can do what you say that you do. Yeah. 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 And people that love that platform, they'll look at that. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just touch on then right at the bottom of the platform, it actually shows your interests. And if you click on, um, so pe- bearing in mind that people are seeing you and they're stalking and watching and checking you out, so they can actually see what your interests are. So you want to make sure that they're aligned with, you know, what your interests are. Um, yeah. But that it will break that down into um, any influences that you're following any companies that you're following and then of course your groups as well so you can be in groups in linkedin same as same as facebook um and it's also i've just noticed it's got schools on there now as well which i think is an a new feature so that shows in your interest there so bearing in mind if you're following some influences that maybe you know aren't really aligned with your you know professional work brand that that's going to show up there um, in that section as well yeah, cool. Awesome. That's like, that's so much information. I can honestly say I need to go back and review what's on mine because I don't think a lot of those things 
that are in my in in there on mine would have been there when I probably opened up the app and signed up the very first time. <laughs> so oh, there'd be a lot of people of- out there that um, would probably be in the same boat that have set up the profile, done all this stuff, probably didn't even realise what they were doing at the time when they typed in their email address and set a password. And, oh, you're yeah, welcome to LinkedIn. Now they can go back and and yeah. review some of those things and start to think about them more strategically. Yeah. Yeah. And just knowing that you can always keep tweaking and changing yeah, it, you know. For sure. But you just reminded me um, with your profile, Stace, and I just checked and you have done it. Um, but just to let people know that you can customise that URL on LinkedIn as well. Because yes, because I hadn't done that until yeah, you showed me. You have the now. person that showed me how to do it. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's really easy to do. So your URL, um, if, once you create an account with LinkedIn, it will have a whole heap of automated numbers at the end, which makes it look really long and Um, ugly so when you're in your profile just on the top right hand corner there's a button called edit public profile url so just click that and then you can delete those numbers off obviously if you've got a common name you might need somehow to differentiate that um so it's a unique um link there but yeah i just thought i'd mention that because a lot of people don't know that and then when they're obviously copying their linkedin url to share on other platforms or on their email signature um yeah, yeah well, I didn't know it until you showed me. So I can I can honestly say there's probably a bunch of people that don't know that as well. Or maybe I was just the only one, who knows. Um, but let's talk a little bit about your particular experience on the platform and um, and then particularly around that kind of personal branding aspect. So you've been loving LinkedIn lately, um, which is what we've talked about. And um, I think, you know, it definitely goes to show that, like you were saying, LinkedIn and Facebook are your two platforms that yeah. you spend a lot of time on. I think that's definitely very reflective of your target audience as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and we've talked about your Instagram before as well and and we've really come down to it's a place to keep your brand, to keep yeah. your brand alive. Like you can have the same content on your Instagram and Facebook, so why wouldn't you have it there? But really you're getting most of your results from LinkedIn and Facebook. And um, before I hand over to you to share what's been happening for you on the platform, um, it's, I think it's important to note how powerful that is as a business owner to really know where your audience are yeah. and to put the time into the platforms where they are because that's where you're going to get the best results. And exactly. it doesn't mean to say that you, you, know, you don't have a brand on those other profiles and we'll use you as an example like particularly mm. with, link, with Instagram it doesn't mean that you don't have that brand and you don't have that content on there. It's really easy to have the same content on both Facebook and Instagram. So those people that love Instagram will still find you there, but you're investing in the platforms that bring you results. Yeah, absolutely. And the funny thing is, like, I've always known that with LinkedIn, but I had that fear there stopping me from being visible and using LinkedIn. And, um, and, you know, I just had to get over myself and, and move past that and start, start dedicating more of my time there and then just in the last couple of months I've seen the results already um so I think you know I think that fear was coming from it was like my old corporate world um was all on LinkedIn and obviously as a recruiter I was on LinkedIn all the time and then I started my business and I then just veered away from it and I thought oh Instagram's all shiny and fun like I'll spend some time on there and you know and I got most of my business from Facebook and then I was just sort of building up the brand on Instagram and then all of a sudden I I kind of realized well what am I doing why aren't I using LinkedIn Um, and I think it was just that fear you know that um, ultimate fear of judgment there from my old work life of being on there but really they're the ones that have been the most supportive when I have now been back back over and being visible and being active on LinkedIn and it's amazing to connect reconnect with a lot of my old work colleagues and, and people I used to know from from that corporate world and they've been my biggest supporters and just been you know reaching out and, and saying um, you know how well I'm doing and how great it is to see me yeah you know, really active on, on LinkedIn. So I think since I've been... I think that's yeah. something good to kind of maybe just draw on for a second though because I know particularly in this, the small business community, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there with amazing talent, like credentials, sometimes pages and pages long. It's just that now you're doing it for yourself instead of someone else. But there's still that mindset around, oh, 
I'm just a small business owner or I'm a work at home mum or I work from yeah. home or, you know, all those things we, we just say. And I'm still, everyone listening can't see what I'm doing, but I'm using those little finger inverted commas. <laughs> like I'm just a work at home mum or something like that. Um, or I'm a solopreneur and those things. And, and I think there's that mindset that, you know, maybe you're not big enough to compete on a platform like LinkedIn with some of those bigger companies, but you, your brand still serves a purpose and your brand is important. And yeah. if, if you're, you serve the business community, then it's important to get over that and, and give it a go. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like any social media platform, you need to get over yourself and, <laughs> you know, and just move past that because yes, we do all have that fear of judgment and what will people think and what will people say, Yeah, but you know, that's, that's part of business. So you are your personal brand and there's no point being in business if you can't get past that. Um, but yeah, no, the last, the last few months have been really great. Like since being active on LinkedIn, you know, I've clearly seen my profile views just increase by 500% yep. with being active, commenting on and engaging with content. My private messages have just gone through the roof as well and just converting clients a lot quicker. You know how, yep. you know, you normally need all of those touch points um, quite a few times before they convert, you know, uh, you can, I have the premium version of LinkedIn, so it will tell me if someone's been looking at my profile. So every time I see that someone's checked me out and if this kind of fit my audience, I just send them a connection request and spark up a conversation. And then that's just converted um, after a couple of conversations. And I'm like, oh, wow, you know, been really shocked at, yeah. you know, I've just met them and exchanged, you know, two messages back and forth. And the next minute then they're in my program. So it's been quite a nice surprise in that sense. Yeah, well, that's what I was talking about with Jen on the other episode is that, you know, LinkedIn was built for business people and people are more open to a business conversation on LinkedIn than on Facebook and Instagram still where I think, I think definitely the tables are turning there with those platforms. And I think they're definitely on the, on the over, you know, over the hill and coming down the other end where people are starting to expect that on Facebook and Instagram, but you know, because those platforms were predominantly for personal connection and always were, and there's still that aspect, it's um, definitely more of a craft getting people into that business connection and moving them through and converting them um, over there. Whereas if if you are, you know, that B2B business, people are open on LinkedIn to talk about business. That's what they're there for. And people are on LinkedIn when they're at work and it seemed to be okay, you know, whereas you wouldn't be sitting in the office on Facebook or Instagram on your desktop. (laughs) Big trouble, not (laughs) allowed on Facebook. Uh, Facebook's normally blocked in there, you know, most yeah. companies, but a lot of people are using LinkedIn for their work. Or I know where I've worked previously, it was like our managers were saying, you know, do your one hour professional development a week, get on LinkedIn, be researching articles in our industry, be educating yourself. So people are using it for that education as well. And just keeping yeah. in the know with what's happening in their market and in their industry, yeah. which hashtags on LinkedIn are really great for that as well to search content so in that search box if you're to put a hashtag and then search a topic that will bring up a whole heap of articles that have that hashtag on there and you can actually now follow hashtags as well um, Ah. on LinkedIn and start curating your feed a bit more the hashtags are really infiltrating other platforms now because now they're on Facebook where they never used to be um, overnight hashtags work on Facebook. So, um, that's, you know, that's a big thing, obviously now, um, you know, LinkedIn, you can follow them. So hashtags are taking over the world. (laughs) They are, they are. And they've definitely been on LinkedIn for a while. Um, since before Facebook just recently did, but you always have worked on LinkedIn too, from a search search capability and capability. You've just got to start with the hashtag in the search box to to be able to find them. And then when you're on your um, homepage on the desktop, on the left-hand side, if you scroll down to the bottom, you'll find the hashtags that you're following and then there's a button that says discover more and then that will bring up other similar hashtags that you can then start to follow like you follow them on, on Instagram as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but typically the rule of thumb with LinkedIn is to only include three to five at the most hashtags okay, in, that's in your post to as say, well. Is there a number, yeah. you know, on Instagram it's 30 and I always say use all yeah. 30 because otherwise that's traffic that you, you're missing out on but three yeah. to five on LinkedIn. Well, they typically say three but if you need to, five is okay as well or if yeah. it's sort of throughout the post and then three at the bottom um, seems to be um, 
the rule of thumb there. Yeah. Now you gave a couple of really cool examples of uh, reach on some of your content recently on LinkedIn. If you want to share that with everyone. Did I? What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> you, um, you were sharing about your, um, I think it was some content around your 30 day program or someone shared something or commented on something. Yeah. 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 So I, yeah, just, I've just noticed, um, yeah, the reach, like being, yeah, I guess being more active on there. But this this week, like compared to with my 30-day program, I've been able to convert, um, you know, 60% of the people in my program have been from LinkedIn. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. 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 And then so did you say someone shared, really or shared one of your posts or shared an article or something or tagged? Oh, Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. that was an article I was featured in. Um, yeah. So LinkedIn News um, have been doing a lot for to help job seekers, at doing a lot of articles yeah. and getting, um, you know, contributors to contribute to that. So one that I was featured in recently, you know, within a week, like my profile views, they had just skyrocketed and, uh, you know, by 200% or wow. even more than that. And then the DMs just coming through um, just, yeah, so just getting more of that exposure. Um, yeah. And people are really open to, you know, featuring you in articles and that sort of thing on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, yeah, cool. And, you know, because some of the statistics I shared on the other LinkedIn episode I did before was that um, LinkedIn as, as a platform, it there's only like a third of actual LinkedIn users are creating content regularly, but it's getting over 9 billion impressions per week. So from like a, um, a reach perspective, if you're in that B2B market to get more eyes on your content, it's not like Instagram and Facebook and particularly Instagram where, you know, you've got to be on there daily. You've at least got to be posting daily, doing stories daily. Now there's reels on Instagram. Like it's just, oh my God, one thing after another, more things to do. Yeah. Whereas on in LinkedIn, it feels like you can do more with less. Yeah, absolutely. Like I don't feel like I need to be posting every day on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. And your posts will hang around for a bit longer as well. Yeah. Um, so that is changing, but it's still like I know like a, a um, like a post that I have done really well earlier this week that's had lots of engagement, um, there'll still be people trickling in from that in two weeks' time. Like I've yeah. seen that in the past with some, you know, some so good content that I've shared. Yeah. yeah. And so that's changing, but you're probably still thinking two weeks later is really good. But that used to be like two months later. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, so that's what I mean. It's starting to get tired of it. It's still a lot better than yeah. Facebook and Instagram, which is oh, like well, you don't say I mean, that day. Yeah, like, I mean, you compare to Instagram and it, it's a, a couple of days, really, Yeah, you'd get out of a post, to be perfectly yeah. honest, um, unless someone's going on to a profile and stalking someone for some reason. Um, but I'm not, so an example I've had recently was, um, you know, podcast, obviously, I, you know, collaborate with a lot of people with podcast episodes. It's one of my big collaborate, collaboration strategies. And I had this one experience with a recent guest where the same post was shared on LinkedIn and the same post was shared on Instagram. And yes, uh, you know, an initial, an influx in followers on both platforms. Um, but I noticed it was definitely, it's continuing longer on LinkedIn uh, whereas on Instagram, yeah. you kind of get that uplift in the first 24 to 48 hours. And then that's kind of it. Like you've got to really capitalize on the, um, on that momentum on Instagram. Um, whereas yeah. on LinkedIn, it's still trickling on, yeah. which is, which is really cool because, um, you know, I don't have, you know, the most overactive LinkedIn profile. So those, I think it was like 20 new connections or something, which is huge for me. Um, yeah. Cause I'm, you know, I'm still very in infancy of my LinkedIn strategy for myself, which I know I keep, I've been saying for ages, but I actually have got my butt out of gear to try and do something with LinkedIn now. And keep, um, you're, I know you're probably sitting there going, Stacey, you should have done this ages ago, but um, you know, the, the key difference is there, even for someone like myself, I can see that really yeah. clearly, really. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, knowing that 
I think it's still trickling a, a little bit longer, you know, a couple of weeks later, because if you look at um, how often people are on LinkedIn, the, the stats are saying that people typically get on there three times a week. Mm. Um, like that's the most um, three or four times a week. So they're not a lot, well, it's getting more common to be on there every day, but, you know, a lot of people are still only checking in one, two, three times a week, whereas, you know, Instagram yeah. and Facebook, they're on there five well, times Instagram a day. Instagram and Facebook, there's a, a massive amount of people. It's, an, it's a, you know, like a, a scroll thing. It's a non-conscious yeah. scrolling. They're just scrolling the platform, whereas it seems to be more intentional. The, there's a lot more intentional um, action going on on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing uh, you may have shared this one um, on your last LinkedIn podcast, but knowing that um, only 3 million users are sharing content on LinkedIn. Mm. So if you're one of those 3 million users, you're in the top 1% for, sorry, not sharing, creating content. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's massive. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about personal, building that personal brand. Um, yeah, I just, I would love to hear a bit more of your experience and, and knowledge around, you know, that aspect of LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. Well, definitely, you know, like when it comes to personal brand, the way that I think of personal brand is really what you're known for, you know, what is your reputation? Um, so what would people say about you when you're not in the room? Yes. So that's your personal brand. So LinkedIn is just such a great way to start curating that so that you're starting to put, you know, curate and create your personal brand rather than if you're wanting to change that. So if you have been in a corporate world and you've started your own business, if you were known for um, IT and now you're moving into marketing, it's a great way that you can start to get known for marketing or whatever it is that you're going into. So it's just, you know, you can just really start to curate your brand yeah and you know what sort of stuff are you sharing on there oh gosh (laughs) um (laughs) i'm putting you on the spot (laughs) no totally so to see well i will tell you where you can find that um if you're wanting to know for yourself because sometimes on linkedin you know when i'd be sharing stuff on there you get the notification if someone's commented on it but it, it can disappear from your feed and you don't know where it is, you know, like on it's not like Instagram where you have a wall. But if you go into your profile and then it'll actually then um, show your activity and it'll show the last four things that, you know, you've engaged in. So that's not just what you've shared but it's also what you've liked or commented um, on. So, like, lately I've... I've obviously been leading up to my 30-day self-discovery program. So the last few weeks I've been sharing a lot of content on that. Yeah. I've written a couple of articles as well, yeah. like sharing my journey um, in an article um, and just sharing a lot about, uh, you know, even just then your um, your standard posts, sharing a bit about what I've been doing and, yeah, a bit about my story and then leading up to that launch, a couple of lead magnets and freebies and things. So that's really been launch-focused. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the key there is that, you know, that your personal brand, because I, I know LinkedIn being more that business platform, um, it's a bit of a tendency for people to think it's definitely a lot more structured and very serious business, um, you know, and, and yes, it is more of a professional platform and, you know, you've got the articles and everything and it is structured more to be that professional platform, but that personal journey and that personal branding and sharing of you know yourself and what's happening with you um that's something that's it's you need it on facebook you need it on instagram you need it on your website you need it on linkedin like there's a theme here that and i've kind of said you know it started last year in 2019 well it started in 2018 i thought and got stronger last year but like 2020 is like the year of the personal brand Mm. You know, it's people want to know about you because that's who they connect to emotionally is you, not absolutely. a faceless feed of facts and information. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They buy you. You know, Do you know that um, LinkedIn has stories now? Does it? 
See, <laughs> yeah. let's see. It's, so that it's, just it's sounding better and better to me, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Only on the mobile app, though, and not okay. everyone. It's one of them things, again, not everyone has it. I have it, so yay. Um, yes. I have the stories on my mobile app. Um, but yeah, same with the LinkedIn Live and the selected people have that. Yeah, I heard that that was only selected people. Now, I did want to ask a question as far as content goes. I don't know if you would know the answer, but I have heard this floating around um, and it's something I get asked a lot about Facebook and Instagram and that is scheduling tools So mm-hmm. um, and the reach with or without. And I've heard a couple of people say that if they use a third-party tool for LinkedIn, they don't get as much reach. Have you found it? I've heard that as well. I have heard that as well. And I don't know the factual answer to that, but I do know that um, it is best to mix up the times that you post with LinkedIn. So I know like I was using Buffer at one stage to be scheduling to LinkedIn and it would suggest a time and it would be the exact same time every day. So whether or not LinkedIn's picked up that that's then coming from a third party of if, you know, Sally's all of a sudden posting, I think it was always like 10.36, it would suggest for me. So if I was posting at that every time, it might pick up that I'm using a third party. Um, I've stopped using the third party and just doing it more so straight um, from LinkedIn of late because I'm just, I was just frustrated because I was using two different schedulers and I was like, oh, no point. I'm just wanting to, I was wanting to, you know, I'd kind of set my challenge to be on LinkedIn more often as well yeah. to be engaging yeah, and all yeah, of those yeah. things. So, so having thought, the platform open was crucial. Yeah. yeah. But I would typically like look at my schedule for the week that I had planned on Instagram and Facebook and then I would choose, you know, I'd have something planned every day and then I'd just choose three out of those to then share yeah. over on LinkedIn and just tweaking it a little bit if it needed to be in your language or whatnot. Um, yeah. And that's a really good tip, I think, for those people getting started with content yeah. is that you don't have to be creating content daily on there. So an easy way to get started with some content would be go over to what you're doing on Facebook and Instagram, pick three posts yeah. that would cover off, I guess, a variety of things. So maybe one where you're sharing some really valuable information, maybe something you could create as an article perhaps, and then something yeah. that's really that personal branded um, type of content and if you started to do that consistently it's yeah. you're all you're doing is repurposing other content that you've already created and something that I've been working on with my team um, of VAs for myself and I work on with my clients as well in that repurposing or recycling of content um, I think you would call it as well is not having it go out on all the same platforms on the same day so it might mm-hmm. be Like, for example, with my podcast, I would share it on Facebook and Instagram on the day it goes live because they're my two key platforms. But then I would share it to my Facebook group a week later. I would share it to LinkedIn a week after that. I would send it to my email list a week after that. So that content, particularly strategic content where you're wanting it, in in this case as a podcast, I'm wanting to drive website traffic having it go out across various platforms not on the same day means you're getting more traffic because yeah. people are seeing it more times and you're not running the risk of having it go out everywhere on the one day and only a select amount of those people see it on that one day. Yeah. Yeah. And a really good tip as well is like if you've written blogs and got them on your website, just repurpose them as an article yeah. straight into LinkedIn and yeah. then um, it, like to do that, it's just on your homepage and you click write, write an article yeah. and then you can save it as a draft if you're not ready to publish it. But when you publish it, that will then share it as a post. Yeah. Um, so knowing that you can just, you could have a whole, you could, if you wanted to batch um, doing that, you can set a whole heap of blogs up as articles and save them as drafts and then, you know, start trickling them out once a month or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Or even long, long form posts from Facebook, yeah. I guess, you know, yeah. do really long posts. You could take a couple of those and put them into an article as well. So that's a really exactly. good tip to get started with content is go back through maybe your last month or so 
worth of Facebook and Instagram content and pull out some stuff you can recycle yeah. over. Or even sharing other people's content as well yeah. because that's just as effective as, well, not that it's just effective, but that can count as you being seen for that day because you're sharing that post. Yeah. Um, but if you are just starting out on LinkedIn, you know, I would just encourage you to jump on once a day and start using the platform. Like treat it that you've got your training wheels on. A lot of people have that fear with LinkedIn because they don't know all the functions and it's just like one of those things the more you use it yep the more you get used to it yep and I mean I'm going through that at the moment with reels so Instagram's just <laughs> introduced reels and I've always been a not interested in TikTok person and reels is very TikTok-esque um mm-hmm. sort of thing so I'm uh, you know I'm going through that currently with with one Are of you my sure you're not a TikTok like, fan I'm pretty sure I've seen you doing TikTok no I tell you when I've done TikToks it's when my child yeah in control of what the phone is doing and I have not been in control of the TikTok ever and if you go have a look it's usually um Marley my youngest has been in control and she she honestly <laughs> types all the captions and does everything because I would just go oh, I don't even know how to do this and I hand the phone actually literally give her the phone so yeah yeah but, you know, too I funny think, like you know these platforms that we use they're becoming so much more diverse every single week, every single month, all the time. And there's always going to be an aspect where we are going to have our training wheels on. But if you can see the value, if you're a B2B business, you know that your audience is on there or people that you need or want to connect with from a business perspective are on LinkedIn. Um, It's worth getting over that fear that like yeah. we talked about before, it's worth getting over that fear. And there's some really easy ways to get started with creating content and, um, you know, and showing up there that could have, like it has for you, some really long-term benefits. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So in, in wrapping up, is there any, any other tips about LinkedIn that you wanted to share that we didn't cover? And then can you just tell everyone uh, how they can connect with you. I know you had a, a couple of things going on um, in terms of LinkedIn that you could help people with that you wanted to share. Yeah, I've, I think I've covered everything, but um, I did, what was I going to say was, um, yeah, the premium feature. So you can have the paid or the um, or the free um, LinkedIn. Yep. So um, it's not essential for you to have the premium, but you could always trial it for 30 days and um, for free. So with the premium feature, there is also LinkedIn learning on there. So that's just another feature that where, you know, kind of similar to those Udemy type um, apps where you can do a whole heap of short courses. So if you were to upgrade to the premium feature, you get access to a whole heap of, um, you know, professional development courses. So that can be something to check out as well that I just thought I'd mention. Awesome. And, and how can people connect with you? Yeah. So, what tools um, have you got for LinkedIn for everyone? Yeah. Yeah. So you can connect with me clearly on LinkedIn. I'm on there, Sally Watson Career Coach. Um, and same with Facebook and Instagram is Sally Watson Career Coach across all my platforms. Um, and yeah, so I am happy to offer, I've got like a LinkedIn profile template that really gives you that top to tail overview of how to write your LinkedIn profile. Um, so I'll include that as a freebie. And then um, I did have two LinkedIn um, learning modules that I'd created in my um, Jumpstart Your Job Search group coaching program that I did and I've basically broken them off for people that aren't job searching but want to learn LinkedIn. So there's two hours of training on there. So there's two different masterclasses that I did um, and one is really yeah, getting into the detail of that profile optimization, and I'll be on there demonstrating um, and giving some showing some examples and there's also um, then more so developing your LinkedIn strategy and and actually using the platform and and how to get seen. So there is just those two sort of mini modules that I can share the link on that as well if anyone's interested in those. Yeah, cool. Awesome. So they will all be on the link for today's show notes page, which I did mention at the beginning of the episode today. So you can head over there, check out where to find um, Sal and connect with her and also grab um, obviously that you've got the modules there that they can purchase or um, your freebie as well. So that's yeah. cool. And if you do um, connect with me on LinkedIn, um, send me a PM and say hello and tell me that you listen to the podcast. That would be awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think like I love it when people, you know, DM me or whatever and say, oh, I heard you over in so-and-so's Facebook group or I heard you yeah. on 
you know, I'm starting to be guests on other people's podcasts, which is really delightful actually for me. Um, (laughs) Or even when people hear me, find me on Apple podcasts and then they come over to Instagram and go, oh, I was just listening to your podcast. So it's nice to hear where people have found you from. So definitely if you do head over and connect with Sal, let her know. I heard you on Stacey's podcast and um, you can stay in touch with her there. So thanks so much, Sally, for being on again. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me back. That was really, really informative. And, um, you know, I I think that it's really good to get, do a bit of a deep dive sometimes on these more intricate parts of the platform and how to make them really work for you because, um, yes, strategy and content and everything's great, but there's also lots of nuts and bolts that, make it easier for people to find you if you've got them well optimized. Well, so. that's, that's exactly right. And I'll, I will just finish with saying, because as you can tell, I can talk forever about this, but it's all well and good to be getting seen on LinkedIn. But then, yeah, when they're jumping on that profile, you want it, you know, you want them to be engaging with what you've written and yep. then connecting with you. Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Sal. And okay. um, yeah, have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Stay classy.